Talk to us about uh, this important uh, meeting, the UN meeting you just attended in New York. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, the UN 2020 Water Conference this year was held um, in New York at the United Nations headquarters from the 22nd to 24th of March, which was preceded by the New York Water Week, which had started on the 19th of March. Yeah. The main aim of the conference was, again, like you've mentioned, that we are not really on track in terms of the progress for SDG 6, which is clean water and sanitation. So therefore, this conference was aimed as what commitments or new innovations can we put in place yeah. to accelerate the action that we are putting towards achieving SDG 6? As we all know that we are currently in the water action decade from 2018 to 2028. So that was the main focus of this conference, which then was making the different stakeholders to submit game-changing commitments towards the water action agenda mm. that the Secretary General has published. Yeah. And, and, and what was uh, really your, your agenda going in? Our agenda going in as the South African Youth Delegation was focused on, one, contributing towards the different interventions or commitments that the different stakeholders were putting in place, giving a South African youth and African perspective to that, yeah. um, but also giving our own perspective as the qualified scientists and engineers and equivalent who have interests in the water-related issues. And furthermore, it was also for us to use that opportunity to show that as the young professionals, as the youth within the sector, these are also some of the very small, tangible, practical commitments that we can also be able to put forward. And having the different youth organizations globally um, putting such commitments, it then gives some progress and much more magnified impact towards um, SDG 6. Mm. In terms of uh, this conference, right, do you feel that it's a, it's a right platform to be raising do you think that uh, nations should have a national agenda as far as water is concerned before we go to the, to the UN? I'm just trying to get your sense in terms of how important of a priority is it for nation states, as from your opinion. Um, it is very important because, so before going to the United Nations, we actually had a couple of pre-conference engagements that we did, mm -hmm. um, which were supported by the Netherlands government, RVO, um, through the South African Youth Parliament for Water in partnership with the CEN Barroso. Yeah. And in, in, in addition to that as well, the African Youth Parliament itself also had a lot of um, pre-conference engagements, which, which were targeting just exactly what you're talking about in terms of the national agenda or policy at national level. So what we hosted before going to the UN, for instance, was to look at the revitalization of the 55 African youth policies. Because we had to know that before going to the UN, mm -hmm. where are we standing as a country? Where are we standing as an African continent as, as far as the youth policies are concerned? Mm -hmm. And we even went further to not just look at the national youth agenda policy, but to even look as to what does it say in terms of youth within the water and sanitation sector. And that is where we'd really be able to see this is what we have in place in South Africa, in Southern Africa, or in Africa as a whole. And therefore, we can be able to, um, to, um, to intervene and engage on the gaps at the United Nations. Because we've, I think you know this, we've done so many innovations and so many projects as the civil society or private sector. But it all lies into what? The policy. It all lies into what the decision makers um, pass. And which is why then we had to be involved and engaged at such a global um, platform and focusing on the fact that the young professionals themselves need to be included in these 
decision-making processes not as an exception but rather as a norm. And that is one of the key objectives that we focus on um, with the parliament. Uh, what have been happening inside the meeting at the UN in terms of the interventions that you, you, you have made and what kind of meetings were they? Because those are various meetings. Yes, yes, yes. There were various meetings with a very hectic schedule of 8 a.m. <laughs> to 8 p.m. and still trying to adjust to the different uh, new time, time zone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Welcome you know? to JKP. <laughs> Um, so we were fortunate as the South African Youth Delegation, which was made out of 10 youth delegates, yeah. um, five through the South African Youth Parliament for Water, supported by the Dutch government. And then through World Merit South Africa, we were able to support five more youth delegates, which we then assisted to get funding from their own employees, yeah. uh, employers, um, which we had three from Umgeni Water, um, one from the Department of Water Sanitation, and then we had one more from University of Johannesburg which is one of our key partners as World Merit and the Parliament in terms of the work here. So through that, we had three side events that were approved to be inside the UN headquarters. The first one was focusing on innovation and entrepreneurship, okay. um, looking at developing the entrepreneurial skills and innovative skills for the sector for young professionals and also even for people who are not young professionals but are within the sector. Okay. So that one also even looked in terms of the opportunity business model and also how and where to find um, funding opportunities. Yeah. And then the second one, um, which was led by World Matters South Africa as well, which was the second one, it looked at turning research into action. And we did this one in partnership with the United um, Initiative for Africa based in Ghana, which was looking at the youth and children's role in policy formulation and disaster risk reduction. And then lastly, then we had one led by the South African Youth Parliament for Water, which was looking at a transformed and inclusive water sector. And this is where now we brought forward the campaign that we did in South Africa with the Dutch government RVO, focusing on too little water, too much water, and too polluted water. So we use those three events to, in, uh, to engage with the different stakeholders who attended and also contributed to the African Youth Parliament for Water um, side event, which was now concluding all the pre-conference engagements in terms of reviving those Af um, 55 African Youth Policies. Mm -hmm. And as we mentioned, the commitments is one of the things that was quite key for the conference. So we made... We are always looking for... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we made a lot of commitments as the South African Youth Delegation um, to kickstart and to show people that we mean business. And we need... We We've been doing the work, but now we want to fast track it, and therefore we are calling people to come on board. Mm. So, three main commitments that we made. The first one is with the Wave Makers United, which is establishing a Wave Makers chapter in South Africa. So, through that one, we will be able to use sport um, to educate and train people in terms of water detention related issues. Yes. So we'll be integrating SDG 3, 4 and 6 into one project. And the second commitment is also with the Wave Makers United in terms of educating 1 million youngsters on wash issues by 2030. Okay. And there's a lot of different partners that are involved in that commitment as well. And then the last one is that we signed commitment to adopt a new innovative idea that came from a teen oceanic, which are actually just here University of Pretoria, which, which will be focusing on tackling the plastic pollution issue in our oceans. And this innovative idea made it to the top five of the UN Water Challenge ahead of this conference. Oh, so wow. those were just the commitments that were on our side. Mm. And outside our side, um, I would suggest everyone to check out the Global Water Intelligence, mm -hmm. which went through the commitments and narrowed it down to the 15 very ambitious 
big changing indeed commitments that we made and which are the ones that I think most of us have been trying to track. Yeah. So stating it from an African angle was that the African Union Commission um, have made a commitment through the AIP, which is the African um, Innovation Water Program, yeah. to say that they will mobilize an additional 30 billion US dollars per year for water and sanitation in Africa. Per year. Per year. Yeah which is why they made it the top 15 of a very um, big change of commitment. Mm. And then outside Africa now, looking at global scale and also now focusing on the private sector, with the private companies like Zelam and other companies, yeah. um, they've made a commitment through their water innovation program to say that they are committing to lead the water companies um, to invest 11 billion US dollars on water innovation over the next five years to solve the global challenges. Mm. And then what speaks to us more directly as the youth was that the International Secretariat on Water and one of the side events then that was led by the Human Rights to Water they made commitment um, that they will be increasing the funding towards youth projects globally. And therefore, young people should be on the lookout for those. You're included as a youth. Yes, I'm included. Very, very (laughs) exciting. So when that... um, commitment was made by the International Secretary for Water. Mm. It was quite big because even the presence of the youth there at the UN headquarters, they had played a big role in supporting financially mm. and also technically in terms of the young people and just even giving them. But I mean, it's the UN conference. It yeah. can get very overwhelming. 8 a.m., 8 p.m., jet lag, <laughs> everything, you know. So they had that daily support that they were providing. Um, where we included the the morning youth briefings every 8 a.m. just to get a sense of direction as to say this is where the young people will be today, not just as speakers or panelists, mm. but even their own side events where they will also be engaging on as the youth experts, but mm. also as experts within the sector. So they were gonna, all going to be on the lookout for that one. You talk about obviously the intervention, youth being heard, participating, yeah. not only just adding numbers, but also making strategic uh, interventions as well. Uh, do you get a sense of do you really youth care about water? Is it's such a big thing, you know, as as they will care about technology, for example, <laughs> because it, it's such a niche area. Yeah. Although it's essential. Yeah. I'm not doubt about that, but mm. do you get a sense that water as a as 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 an issue. Yeah. Uh, as a global issue, the youth are really... Um, well, there's two ways to look at it, mm-hmm. um, or rather two ways to try to attract more youth to come on board in terms of um, tackling the water issues. Mm. Firstly is that water links to everything. Yeah. Let's just start there. Mm. And which is something that we saw when we were doing the, the, the call of having different organizations to come on board and look at the policies across the continent. Mm. We had organizations that were not even in the sector. They were focusing on fashion, agriculture, energy, and they came to look into how does their water policy speak Mm. to their sector. And that is where even for the youth then you bring in. You know, um, because then if we are able to show that the water and sanitation sector, yes, people think it's only 100% technical and that is not the case. Mm. So we can show them that you don't have to be the professional practicing technically in the sector, but you have projects or innovations that actually do impact in the sector, which I mm. think this is why we are starting to see more young um, dis- fashion designers, for instance, now being cautious about their designs. You, yeah. s- you start even yeah. getting yeah. some of them yeah. to now be creating recycled um, um, fashion looks because they are understanding the fact that water is important in whatever work they are doing. Mm. So I think that is the first angle to try to 
reach out to the youth, um, not just the ones who are qualified and present in the field, but even the ones that are outside our field and some that even have the qualifications because that is the youth that has such amazing innovations mm. to solve some of the issues that we have. Yeah. So m- creating more, more of that to be more interesting, even just using art, you know, and creativity, yeah. layman language to make some of this jargon to be much more simplified would be one way to get more young people on board because the se- yeah the second part yes and then the second part is the one whereby we actually even emphasized this a lot during the UN conference as the, as the SA delegation was mm. that when we as the researchers innovators or policymakers or whatever the minute you are having those engagement with the youth and not just consulting as a tick box process of project requirement but having that meaningful um, meaningful um, participation and open access to data is that when we get to these communities and we have gone there to solve a certain issue with your research or equivalent we need to make sure that the community itself is involved and you also understand what are their major challenges at that local level mm. so South Africa we all know that we have a huge challenge of for instance of youth unemployment yeah so therefore the interventions that we are doing at those local communities, you need to be able to see while creating this research and trying to come with this new project that can be implemented when you are done with the research, which is important. Mm. Part of the UN things that we committed, yeah. research needs to be impactful, not yeah. just publication. <coughs> so in that process, you need to see what opportunities can you also come out of this during implementation that will create a job opportunity for the youth within that community. Yeah. That is the other way that we're going to be able to have them to come on board. We've seen this as the World Medal South Africa and the Parliament with other organizations across Africa and globally that the youth has so much to offer and they have so much to give in any sector but it always comes back to say yes I hear you that is a challenge but right now my biggest worry is what am I eating tonight mm. so you need to be able to bridge that gap so one of the common of the organizations we partnered with for their turning research into action they also highlighted this and this is in Ghana that when they went there the youth told them straight to say listen we can be involved in this policy in this lake mm. but everyone has been coming to intervene here but we are still don't have any jobs so okay. if you can give me that we'll engage and luckily they listened and they came up with a much more innovative intervention to say you can be involved and this is how we can be able to give some compensation incentives in the process of what benefit are the youth to to get involved i mean from 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 recycling, I know the, the National Department of Water will do their own campaign in terms of guarding our water resource, mm. but also do you get a sense that young people are seeing this as an important issue for them? Um, well, there's lots of benefits yeah. of um, which the one is the direct one is the fact that you're looking after your environment and your community um, and protecting our water resource because we are a water scarce country. Yeah. But um, on the longer run is that we kept on even emphasizing the fact that yes it's nice to hear the phrase of we are the leaders of tomorrow yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but we've been rephrasing and rather changing throughout our advocacy and, and engagements is that we are the leaders of today as well mm. you know so we are the ones that want to see the change with our communities and the truth is that without partnering with each other and having these interactions with the government, with the policymakers, and even putting ourselves in those space of being in the policy, then there won't be really much progress that's going to be happening. Mm. And as much as we are saying that we are not on track in terms of the progress of SDG 6, yeah. if we could just 
not work in silos and have more partnerships involved, the impact itself will be much more magnified and even the access to the different opportunities and resources will then have much more access to that as the young people and also just as the country as a whole because there's a lot of the, the work that's being done that does not really make it to the SDG report there because we're unable to reach those. And we as the youth are the people that are much more digitally connected um, we are the people that um, can reach those much more remote um, areas mm. and all of this with things that were even just highlighted at the UN and that is an opportunity for us then and there'll be benefit there not just for experience and exposure but you know and the employment itself could be there because they, one of the things that we want to tap into those youth and those communities that ideally don't have access to such opportunities or information or resources whether it's either a situation of not um, reliable access to the internet, yeah. it can be also the fact that they are just in far much more remote areas and are not in such discussions. So we as the youth are the people that can be in that, which is why now even starting getting more friction in terms of discussions of citizen scientists. Yeah. And that is opportunity. And that is quite big right now in South Africa with the Water Research Commission leading it. So we have a lot of benefits that one can look at from their individual perspective or from the organization that they might be affiliated with or just even from the community itself where they are based and to how they can contribute towards creating a better community they are within, within reach. You have made a very strong case and I think uh, <clears throat> a lot of young people will be asking so so who is um, Tembo uh, Odwan in terms of uh, you know and also uh, how did the world merit come about as we conclude? Yeah, okay, well, Odin Sikam Tembu is a young professional um, earth scientist and um, climate change and youth development expert and activist mm-hmm. um, from Kanduli in the Eastern Cape and Amtata. Okay. Um, and I have a background as a geologist, environmentalist, and geographer, um, which I did at the University of Cape Town and then the master's at the University of Vidvetsrand. Um, which was more on geography, archaeology, and environmental studies. And who knows, PhD might be next. <laughs> Have you registered yet? <laughs> well, I can say a concept note has been accepted to do it through the University of Johannesburg. Um, and how World Mary South Africa came about is what I touched on earlier of trying to show how research can be turned into practice. Okay. Um, was to say we need that in South Africa because we're part of a global network called World Merit. Um, so I then realized that it was not there in South Africa, so therefore I worked to start it. And then I p- approached um, Kalanele Tlaku, who was the co-founder, to go ahead and we run it in South Africa. And what we liked was the fact that we want to be able to tackle all the 17 sustainable development goals. Okay. And that is the work that we do. And we have different community projects that are implemented at local level with each community. And when we do that, when a council member, it's all voluntary, mm-hmm. when the council member wants to implement a new project in a community, they have to put in a proposal, including assessing how that community will be involved and be tackling it. So that is the platform organization that we try to connect the young people with the different communities and create some change where they are, but also connecting them to the global opportunities around the world because... When I was much younger, I do look young, <laughs> but I'm quite old. So when I was much younger, there's a lot of opportunities and resources that myself could not get access to, you know, because of where I come from. And therefore, I wanted to create an organization um, and link it to the global network, which is already existing, mm-hmm. on how to get more information to young people and communities in South Africa 
and eventually also across um, the continent and globally through the different partnerships, which is why with with having more youth organizations that now sp- are specifically looking at a certain SDG, mm-hmm. we then approach to create that partnership. Hence, we have the parliament. So because the SA Youth Parliament for Water, they are more focused on SDG 6. So we therefore saw that as an opportunity to have, to amplify our work in terms of fluid and sanitation. And we're much more open to partnering with more organizations that will take less specific niche within sustainable development. Oh, that's quite important. Yeah. Let me thank you so much for your time, uh, for availing you so to speak to us here on Ubuntu Radio. Thank you so much for having me, Telly. Lovely. And uh, where do we find you? Um, well, on Twitter, I am ONM underscore RSA. Okay. And Facebook and LinkedIn, it's Odwansikam Tim, which will definitely show up there. Mm-hmm. And Instagram is specialist underscore Nsika. Okay. And for any inquiries regarding our involvement in the UN or with World Merit or the South African Parliament for Water, you can just drop an email at south.africa at worldmerit.org and we'll be able to get that redirected accordingly by the board of the organization.